Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. Hello, guys. It's me, Kylie. Thank you all for listening. I did take a week off last week just because of the holiday. There wasn't, um, I mean, I know that Real Housewives and, or sorry, Beverly Hills and New York was on last week, but, you know, I'm just kind of touching on those ones. So since we didn't have a new Shaw's episode, I decided just to wait until this week to do a recording. And plus also, ah, Potomac is back. Potomac is back. Potomac is back. Ah. Uh, literally, you guys, it like gives me chills. Just, I, I just got chills just, just saying that right now. It just makes me so fucking excited, you guys. I love that show so much. Today's episode, we will recap uh, Shaw's of Sunset, of course, but also we are adding in a recap also of Potomac as well. I'll touch a little bit on Real Housewives of New York and um, Beverly Hills, but for the most part, we're going to be really getting into Potomac and Shaw's. So gang gang. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and just get right into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and New York. Um, the New York episode, you know, I don't really have a, really like a whole lot to say on that one. New York is a little, ugh, it's a little want want for me. There's not like a whole lot going on I 100% appreciate Ebony K. Williams bringing up topics that um, that these housewives are not not talking about um, and bringing it more to the forefront in the sense of just housewives in general. So I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, if we are thinking back when things were going on when they were recording, I mean, we were we were right in the thick of just, I mean, this was right after the election. I mean, things were so, 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 so heightened. I mean, we are nowhere near close to things being, I feel like, better with social justice. I mean, I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, I think there's, you know, things are being made more aware and people are becoming more accountable um, of you know, of how Blacks in America are being treated and just the injustice that continues to go on. Um, but we're nowhere near, you know, things being over is all I'm getting at. You know, so we're right in the thick of all of that going on when, you know, Ebony is bringing up these topics. So I find it very annoying that Ramona is just like, I don't want to talk about it. Like basically like a child, like putting her fucking fingers in her ears and just being like, la, 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 la. <sighs> So, um, and I, I think what's her name? I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it. I, I don't remember the other gal's name. Is it Brashawn? I think I, and I, I mean, if you've listened to the other episodes, you know, I'm not really taking notes on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or New York. I'm just watching them and just kind of speaking on them real quick. Um, so I think her name's Brashawn, I believe. I could be wrong. Please let me know if I am. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll find out when I watch the next episode. So, you know, we'll get back to that. But, um, but, um, I don't know. I, I kind of like, you know, I, I hear her and, you know, and saying that there are other things to talk about when she was saying that to my love, um, Ebony K Williams. Um, but also it's like, why not talk about it? That's what's going on in the world. Why not have like an, why not have just a real conversation about it? Wouldn't that be just a breath of fresh? I mean, and then we can just move, you know, then you can move on. Like once, you know, let's just get that instead of just not talking about it and having it just be, I feel like us as the viewers, I would, I think uh, I would find it weird if they didn't discuss it. I mean, that's what I was honestly looking forward to with New York and them having the first, um, you know, full-time black, you know, black um, cast member. I was looking forward to, especially with everything going on in our, in our country, I was looking forward to them discussing it and just seeing kind of how these women that we know are not, um, you know, very uh, cautious or, you know, or conscious of what the fuck comes out of their mouths sometimes. I was looking forward to seeing them being challenged a little bit and for them to, you know, see other points of views and hopefully open their fucking minds and see what they were doing and see how their behavior is not okay and how you're part of the problem, not the solution. Or at least in the past, you've been part of the problem, not the solution. So I don't know. Um, 
you know, so they're in Salem, you know, I'm hoping that this, you know, the next episode will be better, but truly, I don't really have a lot to say other than that about New York, guys. I don't like, it's okay. Um, news broke today that Ramona is not going to be coming back next season. I mean, fuck me. Didn't see that coming. Um, as much as I'm talking shit right now about Ramona, definitely did not see her being axed from the show. I mean, wow, wow, we was. As long as we still have Sonia, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I love fucking Sonia Morgan. And I love how open that she has been about those conversations. As much as she is saying like, yes, would I like to be talking about other things? Yes, I would. But I appreciate how when it does come up that she at least engages in the conversation instead of how Ramona does where she, where she literally just got up and walked away and then came back and just like started dancing. Just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, go like, fuck off Ramona. Fuck off. Can we get Bethany back? Can we get Bethany back with Ebony K, the Spershawn gal? I mean, I'll, I'll deal with Countess Luann, but it, should she go as well? Probably. But let's keep Leah. I, I don't know. Leah's, eh, I don't know if we should keep Leah, but 100% let's keep Sonia. Leah, I'm on the fence with. She could be a friend of for all I fucking care. You know, so let's just let her be. Also, is Heather coming back at all? Does anybody know? Or was that just a couple episodes and then we're it? Because I know there's some huge like blowout that happens between them. And was that it? Was that the blowout? Or is there something to come in the future? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, New York's not doing it for me this year. They really aren't. Like last year was great. I mean, for God's sakes, we were finding, you know, vibrators and chicken last year, you know? <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing Dorinda as well. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, listen, the, I mean, there's a small storyline of the sense of, uh, uh, Lisa Renna's daughter, I believe Amelia, is dating Scott Disick, which is wild to me. I mean, isn't that the same, like the same age? Because I believe Amelia is 19 when at the point in time where we where we are watching the show. Um, she's 19. Isn't that the same time that Scott got with Sophia Ritchie? It's a little uneasy for me. It's a little uneasy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that is unfortunate. That's not going to work out. I don't know. I don't know. You know, who can say? Who can really say? But it's a little like, ugh, a little, it just feels a little gross. Just feels a little gross. Um, and then we have the whole Crystal and Sutton situation. You know, Crystal feels like she is violated for whatever reason. Um Sutton is really holding on to that word violated, which I feel like the word I can, I guess I can't understand that it does feel a bit extreme, but Crystal felt violated. You know, like she just felt like you, you hung around for too long. I mean, listen, if I was to bring somebody their coat, barely knowing them, knocked on the door, saw that they were naked, I would have just been like, oh my gosh, like covered my eyes. Like, I'm just dropping off your coat. You know what I'm saying? And just drop the coat and, and left. You know, it, it would have been awkward, but I feel like that reaction would have been better than just being like, I don't know what you're doing in here, but here's your coat. <laughs> you know, I think that Sutton just has a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, baggage past traumas that she's attaching to this situation. And, you know, it definitely doesn't help that Crystal keeps calling her crazy. But I feel like it's it's completely like ridiculous for Sutton to be like, you need to apologize to me. Like for what? Because you don't like the choice of word that she used. I don't know. I really like Crystal. I really do. I really, really do. It's all very weird. I'm loving Kyle as well. I've always loved Kyle, but um, I'm really just liking her this season. Um, last season, I don't know. I was kind of kind of, uh, I think, feeling like a lot of people in the sense that I was just like, mm, I don't know if I like this type of Kyle. But this season, I'm loving Kyle. I'm loving Kyle and Kathy. I love Kyle's impression of Kathy. I mean, Kyle's a great impressionist. Let's be honest. She's doing the Lord's work out here. Like, somebody get her on SNL. <laughs> or NS or NSO. Like our, uh, you know, fallen soldier, uh, Dorinda Medley, uh, once, uh, once called SNL. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm loving, I'm loving Kathy Hilton. Um, 
I mean, the phrase, the statement, or, or I should say question, heard around the Bravo world, who is hunky-dory? Who is hunky-dory? Has she never heard that phrase? Like everything, like heard that just like <laughs> that phrase before? It was shocking to me, but I guess like, listen, you know, she's in a, in a different, different class bracket that maybe she has never heard of hunky-dory. Maybe that is just, <laughs> maybe that's just a middle-class saying. I don't know. I don't know. But the fact that she is just like, who's hunky-dory? Who is hunky-dory? <laughs> and the fact that she keeps calling son Thomasita. <laughs> uh, it's just all too good. It's just all too good. Um, and then we have, you know, the Erica Jane of it all. I mean, next episode, next week's episode, things are finally coming out that, you know, Tom's being sued. And it's very possible that she's going to be sued. And that it's coming out that they divorced because he is being, you know, the, the, that whole, you know, that whole storyline that we were following beforehand. So, yikesies, magikesies is all I can say. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, also, if you guys, you know, saw in the news as well, in our Bravo news anyways, that, uh, that the judge ruled that the victims basically can now go after, they can sue Erica for the money that they were supposed to be getting from Tom. Because Tom had put, it looks like about $20 million into her business that came from the um, Girardi firm. And since they are claiming, since his firm is claiming bankruptcy, they are now able to sue her for their money. And, you know, let's be honest, like, I don't know if that money is in there. But I mean, it, and, you know, listen, they may be able to sue her, but will they in the court system, you know, in, with, you know, if this was to go to court or what have you, will they actually get the money from her? Unclear. How would a judge rule in that? I don't know. I highly recommend um, following uh, Bravo Docket. Um, I like just found them when I started this podcast and I started the IG page for it. Um, and it looks like it's, you know, basically two attorneys that love Bravo. So they are discussing, you know, the Jen Shaw of it all as well on top of the Erica Jane case as well. So highly recommend to follow there, everybody check them out because at least, you know, they're, they're giving us some Intel that, you know, maybe we're not, we're not getting just from a, from a news story. So just saying, um, so yeah, so next week's episode, I think is going to be very interesting. I don't think we're going to get any information, any additional information from Erica on what is going on per se, but it will be good for us as a viewer, uh, to see kind of how she's dealing with all of that. So yeah, but it seems like not well, not well guys. So, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about those two, um, you know, Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills. Um, something else comes up, you know, I'll just, you know, slide it in real quick. So, so let's go ahead and just continue on then. Let's get into Shaw's of Sunset first, and then I will get into, let's say, the best for last Potomac. Okay. But first, let's get into Shaw's. Oh, goodness, you guys. Okay, so this episode today, uh, or, or that was on yesterday, uh, Shaw's Zero Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of like, a, I mean, a lot of things did kind of happen in this episode, but it was kind of like a meh episode. I don't know. Maybe because there just wasn't like a ton of drama, but um, but there were quite a few things that happened. So anyways, let's just get into it. So at the top of the episode, Nima and Landon are getting together. And Nima has kind of basically asked Landon to kind of give him some advice on how to deal with Gigi. Because definitely Nima feels like when they were in Hawaii, he felt like Gigi's upset with him because he did not have sex with her. Now, we did they did a quick like little, you know, we um, flashback of when they were in Hawaii and they, um, and Nima was basically saying then that he didn't want to do anything with her because she was drunk. And he felt like that, that wasn't like a good time to do anything, which listen, that's very respectful of him. I feel like that just shows like, I feel like a, a good guy in a, you know, it, not in a sense he, you know, that just shows that he's a good guy that he's just like, I don't know if you're really making this decision because you want this, or if you are just drunk and I just don't want this to be an even weirder situation later on. So I thought that made complete sense. And I felt like Landon really gave him some good advice on how to deal with Gigi and that, 
you know, like Gigi can smell that you're being like, you know, kind of like fake and that you just need to just kind of just be honest with her. So I felt like Landon really gave him some really good advice. I am really liking Landon. I do like her only as a friend of, I can't see her as a full-time cast member. Um, you know, but who's to say? Who's to say? So um, Rissa and Destiny meet up to talk about the mic convo from the last episode. And I mean, listen, we're not getting anywhere with that. I mean, truly, like, listen, like Destiny is like trying to basically like forgive him and move on. And Reza is just like basically fuck Mike. You know, like, I don't really, you know, he's triggering to me. He's like my dad, you know, and and listen, I understand that. But also Reza, you also were like your dad at one point. So I just, I'm not sure. I'm not understanding quite why Reza kind of keeps putting that on him in a sense. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. It's not like this is the first time. And and let's be honest, it probably won't be the last time that Mike's cheats. And you've been friends for with him for how long? So why is it now like why is this now like such a big deal? But maybe it's just that, you know, he's just, you know, he's changed and it's just hard for him to see somebody else now doing that to somebody. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming. I'm just making up assumptions here. So then uh, Mike and MJ meet up to chat. Now, my love, MJ, I love how she walked up to go meet Mike and she was singing, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I was like, listen, that is like my girl. Like, I'm like, that is some shit that I would do 100%. Like, I would just be <laughs> just like, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Yeah. 100%. I loved it. I just laughed out loud because I was just like, God damn it, MJ, you did it again. You did it again, girl. You're cracking me up. I love it. Um, but, you know, her and Mike kind of get into, he starts talking about how um, Reza keeps talking about like how, like how he dresses and how, you know, that takes him back to when he was like a, you know, when he was a kid and his parents didn't have very much money and, you know, kids would make fun of him because he didn't have, you know, the fancy clothes because they lived in Beverly Hills and stuff. And he's like, and I don't really think it's like a trigger, but like, it does like, it does take me back. I'm like, Mike, that's, you are literally describing what a trigger is. You're, that's literally the description of a trigger. It's what's happening to you. It's triggering you to make you go back to when you were a kid. <laughs> so, I mean, I love that he was bringing that up, though, because, I mean, and that's a very, that it, it makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. So, I mean, I wish that he would have said that when he was talking to Reza. I don't, I mean, maybe he did, but we didn't see it. But, you know, we'll get to that in a second. So, you know, so, um, and then we have... Gigi and Nima are finally meeting up. Gigi is cold as fuck. Okay, she walks into this, she walks into this restaurant and Nima's like, can I give you a hug? And she basically was like, I'd rather you not. <laughs> God damn it. I love Gigi. I love her. Like she is like, oh gosh. She's like, she is part of me 100%. Because I could be cold like that as well. Just be like, once I'm like done with you, like I'm 100% cold like that. Just like, nah, I'm good. Like, just be glad I'm fucking here. Truthfully. And then he asked, Nima asked Gigi, um, you know, I didn't order anything. I would want to do it until you get here to order some food. And she's like, nah, I'm, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Literally two seconds later, the waitress comes up and she says, I'll have a grilled cheese. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And in Gigi's confessional, I mean, she basically like, she says that, that she isn't, she was not offended by him not wanting to have sex with her, but she was like, she did just want to, like, she may not have wanted to fuck, but she was trying to, she was trying to do something. She just wanted to have like a hot makeout sesh. She wanted to maybe dry hump a little bit. Like, listen, she wanted to just tease the fuck out of him. She wanted to have fun. That's what it was. She just wanted to have fun. And, you know, and, but I think that that, as much as she doesn't want to admit it, I think that that hurt Gigi's feelings a little bit. You know, she was really like emotional. That was when, um, you know, she had to deal with um, the tubular pregnancy and she had to go through that surgery, you know, while she was still trying to have a baby, like a lot of emotions were going on in that point in time. And she just wanted to just have a good time. You know, I think that's that's all that that really came down to. 
but I mean, it sounds like they definitely like talked it out pretty well. Um, and you know, she was just like, I'm just not sure like what, what you are like wanting, like you're saying one thing and then you're doing another. So kind of like exactly what Landon was telling Nima in the beginning of the episode was just like, she can tell like that you're moving weird and she just doesn't want to fuck with that. So, and like Nima said, there's like no sense in fighting fire with fire. He just needs to just kind of just apologize and move on so then things can go back to normal. Listen, I want, I have wanted since Nima joined the fucking show, have wanted Nima and Gigi to get together. For I don't know what it is, but I feel like they 100% in a sense complement each other and are very much attracted to each other. I don't know. I feel like it could work. I feel like it could work for both of them, but you know, only time will tell. And I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that is what, you know, Gigi wants or Nima wants, but I just feel like they would be a good couple. I do. I don't know, but things ended well. Seems like, you know, just Gigi's in a really, really good place. I feel like, you know, she has really done a lot of work Having her son has definitely, of course, changed her view on a lot of things. And, you know, I'm just, again, I mean, I said this multiple times, but I am just really proud of her. I'm really proud of where she's at and just how she's looking at things and dealing with things in a completely different way than what she used to. Um, just the growth is fucking amazing. Just bravo, bravo to Gigi. She's awesome. I love her. Okay. So then we get to Michael and resonating up. Okay. Now. I don't know if, what the fuck I saw. I will put, I think I'm going to put, I'm trying to post the, if I can, the video of, if I can find it, of when Mike is pulling up to meet with Ressa. Okay. I am pretty sure Mike had a charger, but the charger had Lambo doors. I don't know. To me, I, you know, listen, again, this is just talking trash with love, everybody. But I feel like that car was a rental for the show. <laughs> I don't think Mike has it like that to be getting a to, to throw some Lambo doors on a fucking charger. I don't believe it. I was shook. I was shook. That's pretty much the probably the most that I'd taken out of that whole fucking conversation with Mike and um, Reza because it literally went nowhere, you guys. Literally nowhere. They just kind of talked around like the issue. And like, Mike doesn't want to just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I just, I couldn't even like pay attention because it would just it, like, it, it annoyed me a little bit. I don't know. But Reza was so messy. Just like he came up to, because Mike got there first. Reza comes up. His car's dirty as fuck. He's wearing bum ass clothes, which I mean, we all know Reza does not dress like that at all like that. But he came up there saying, Mike saying basically that, you know, since you're always talking trash about my clothes, I just thought I would just, and I'm like, Reza, come on, stop messy booting around right now. You know, damn well, you're the one that's talking about Mike's clothes, not the other way around. And we all know that. And that's fine. Because Mike's over here, always in fucking black, always with a black tee. So I don't know. I don't feel like they really got, I don't feel like that conversation they really got anywhere. I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, Mike, you know, wanted, he wants Reza to basically admit that he told him either, either to admit that he sent the spoof messages or admit that he told them told, or that Reza told Mike that Gigi sent the messages, which Reza's like, I didn't do either of those. And I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe because Reza can be messy as fuck and can sometimes, I mean, listen, we have seen him do some wild ass shit. Do I put it past him to send some spoof messages out? I do not. Do I think that he did send these spoof messages out? I don't think so. I think these are real messages, but Mike is just trying to make it look like somebody sent spoof messages because he was talking to multiple people. So instead of getting, instead of coming, um, you know, being honest, and telling his girlfriend that he was actually speaking to multiple people, he's now saying that he was getting spoof messages. No, you were sending messages to another girl on fucking WhatsApp. End of story. There's no spoof messages. Stop trying to get everybody else into your mix. 
It's like, it's either that or Reza and Mike were talking and Reza was making kind of like a weird joke, possibly, that Mike decided to just run with. I don't know what the fuck to believe, but regardless, the conversation, I feel like didn't get us anywhere. And we know that they love each other. They are, they are bros, you know, thick and thin, but <clears throat> somebody's not being honest about something. So, and I just have a feeling that it's Mike that's not being honest right now. So, yeah. Okay, quick side note. I know that I touched on last, my last episode, I touched on Married to Medicine. And pretty sure I mentioned Dr. Jackie. Well, Dr. Jackie, y'all, has a fucking face uh, cream or um, face, uh, sorry, skincare line. And girl has commercials on Bravo right now. So just just give give Dr. Jackie a round of applause. That woman is always working. Always. She is just always just like doing the damn thing. And I love it. So like good for her for getting her skincare line done. Also, Bravo Brava for having commercials up up there on Bravo. Don't know what how much those commercials may have cost you, but regardless, it's good promotion. So happy to see it. Just I love Dr. Jackie. Just want to continue to see her win. So anyways, just wanted to touch on that real quick. Back to Shaz. Um, so we are doing the, so they're doing a Friendsgiving, a Friendsgiving. And basically Landon and Neem are the ones that came up with it, but neither one of them can cook, you guys. So they basically order everything. They have a chicken that's like literally vacuum sealed. You guys, I've never seen anything like that before. The turkey is fully cooked, but it is vacuum sealed. And Landon says, do we just cook it? In, do we just cook it like this? Thank God Nima was there. He's like, I don't think we should cook it in the plastic. At one point, Nima opened up the fucking oven and there were, you know, uh, tins and, and baguettes in there. <laughs> I think they had the oven on as well because Nima said, be careful, they're hot. Ay, ay, ay. So Reza and um, Adam's making a pie for Friendsgiving and Reza's talking about how he is going to 100% eat his feelings away. And I feel it. I felt that because I'm just like, listen, when I am feeling just blue and having a hard time dealing with some shit, 100% I'm eating my feelings, eating them up. Y'all, I love me some McDonald's and sometimes that's just what I want. I just want a McDonald's fry. If I'm feeling down, I'm like, it's time to get a McDonald's French fry. It just makes me happy. You know, I don't know. I don't, you know, listen, it's not great. I know that it's, you know, maybe a little gross to some, but that's fine. Uh, I like a McDonald's French fry. Okay. I'm just, you know, letting everybody know. So <laughs> anywho, so back to the Friendsgiving, Mike was literally told not to bring a dessert. He was literally told not to bring a dessert. Do you know what that man fucking walked in with? He walked in with fucking three dozens of donuts. Literally, Mike, you could have brought anything else. You could have brought anything else. I mean, why would you bring donuts? Donuts? I mean, for God's sakes, you could have picked up a cake or something. Again, that's a dessert. He could have picked up appetizers. Picked up a charcuterie board or something. But no, he brought three dozens of fucking donuts. I just, I couldn't, I just, I, I could not, you know, people are asking also, you know, where's Paulina? And honestly, you guys, like if Paulina was allowed to fucking come, I'm just saying like, if she was allowed to fucking come because we just need to remember what happened in, in past seasons with Mike's wife. Okay, does anybody remember the reunion that she desperately wanted to fucking, this was Jessica, if everybody, if everybody remembers, she desperately wanted to come out on the reunion and talk about what was going on between her and Mike and kind of stand up for him in front of everybody, you know, the cast. Mike would not allow her to come on the stage. Does anybody remember that? I remember it fucking vividly, clearly. <laughs> But, I mean, that's all I can think about with this whole Paulina thing where everybody's like, where is she at? She can't come, you guys, because Mike will not let her. He does not want her to be there because he doesn't want them to ask her questions. End of story. 
even though he continues to try to make it seem like, oh, she doesn't want to be around. Bullshit. Bullshit. What what woman is not going to want to try to defend herself or her man, especially when they're on a reality TV show? Speak their truth. You know what I mean? Because Mike is certainly is not doing a good job at it. Pauline needs to get in there and clear some fucking things up. Steady stat. Because all that Mike's done is made a huge ass fucking mess. Over and over and over again. I mean, I, I don't know. Now, it really cracked me up. Okay, they're, they're sitting down to eat. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Like, they should have just done it maybe, like, buffet style. In the sense, just let everybody get their own plates. Landon is literally going into the kitchen, grabbing plates of sides, and bringing it out to people one by one. One by one at one moment. I think she brought I think she brought it out to Destiny. I don't know who said it. But she's like, they were just like, that's you were in there for that long and that's all you brought? <laughs> I want to say it was Gigi's sister. But I'm just like, what is happening? Why isn't it either all out on the table or just have everybody just grab your plate, pick what the fuck you want, and come sit down and let's eat together? It was weird. It was very weird. Ah, goodness. And then, um, you know, like Reza tries to get, or not Reza, but um, Mike tries to kind of give Reza a compliment and just saying like how much he has given him so much like knowledge in the real estate business and, you know, remodeling and those types of things. And, um, but then he then gives, basically then just kicks him in the balls real quick and says, you know, well, I wish that you would take more accountability. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, can we either do a compliment or not? Like, y'all just talked. I mean, I know nothing was resolved, but like, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing? I <laughs> I just, I don't know because he is just saying, you know, he wants him to get to, he wants, um, Mike wants Reza to own up to more things and give more accountability. And it's just accountability to what accountability to some wonky fucking story that you have like made up in your head. So then you don't have to then be honest about what you have been doing. I don't know. Watch guys, watch this like comes out and fucking Reza did say that shit. <laughs> I'll have to recant all of this, but in my heart, I do feel like Mike did something shysty and he's trying to put it on other people. That's just where I am with it. That's just where I am with it. And, you know, and Nima was just like, listen, just instead of just like beating around the bush and just saying that you wish that he would take care of, like, just be honest. What is it that you want to get off your mind? Because, and I, again, this is why I love, like, I feel like Nima and fucking Gigi, they just seem like they're on this kind of, for the most part, like mentally, like on the same page sometimes because they both were just like, listen, we just want to be able to just spend time with our friends and not every single time it becomes like a fucking shit show where people don't feel like they can say what they want to because they know somebody's going to fucking pop off. So just say what the fuck it is that you want to say and let's get it out there so we can fucking deal with it instead of it being a continuous fucking thing, you know? And so, you know, Gigi basically said like, listen, like, I want to ask you like, where's Paulina, but I'm not trying to get my head bitten off about it. So... You know, then that's when, you know, Mike basically, you know, was just saying that, you know, that she feels uncomfortable being around you guys. No, you feel uncomfortable with her being around you, around them. <sighs> but anywho, Mike ends up calling Paulina, which I was shocked. And, and she was just like, you know, it's just a lot, you know, and I just, you know, I just don't feel, you know, comfortable. And I think like, I think Mike said, like something like, you know, you just don't feel like people are being honest. And she's, and she basically said, yeah, I don't feel like people are being honest and, you know, people are getting into our business and Gigi piped up. And I was like, you're fucking damn right. Gigi. Exactly. She said, uh, that, well, you are the one that brought us into your business because you sent out the text messages. Exactly. Exactly. If you would not have said shit, nobody would be in this fucking shit. End of story. They would they wouldn't have had any idea unless it came up to the tabloids or if Mike would have said something. You know what I mean? Or somebody saw something. But other than that, why how else would they have gotten into that situation? You know? I, I so and that's when of course a to be continued popped up. 
and we didn't even get a, a you know a next episode preview so i don't know what's going to happen there i'm intrigued to see what pauline is about to say on that fucking phone call so i definitely want to hear that but i don't know what the fuck you guys <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so over it. I mean, I called it earlier on in my episodes, if you've been listening, that this whole fucking season is going to be surrounded around fucking Mike's dick. I'm fucking exhausted with it. I'm exhausted with it. Like, and I'm not even part of the show, y'all. Like, I can't even imagine these fuckers having to talk about this over and over and over again. Like, fucking A. Like, Jesus. Is there literally anything else? Anything else that we could talk about? Oh, Lord. So, but anywho, I'm glad to see that Reza and MJ are, you know, they're still doing good. And, you know, hopefully someday soon things will get better. And, you know, this restraining order will be dropped. And, you know, Tommy will be open to having a conversation. Or at least just opening, open to having Reza around doesn't mean he has to like him doesn't mean he has to be like friends with him, but at least open to him being around. So his wife can have, you know, her best friend in her life, you know? So we'll see what will happen there. <sighs> but you guys, that's really, that's all I got on Shaw's. Um, so let's fucking get into Potomac. <laughs> you guys have been waiting for this show so much and it gave me so much fucking life. I love fucking Potomac so much. It's such a breath of fresh. This is why I wanted to do it last because Shaw's was putting me in like such a damper. I needed something new. I needed something fresh. I needed, ugh, I needed Potomac. That's what I needed. I needed Giselle. I needed Karen. Uh, I needed Wendy's new boobs. I needed it all. I needed it all. Oh, goodness. I did not need to see, I did not need uh, gross Michael Darby. But what I will be referring to him on my show is going to be gross Darby. So, or gross Mr. Darby or Mr. Gross Darby. Unclear. You know, it's a work, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, guys, so let's get into it. The episode's name is Nude Interlude. Okay. Um, so taglines. Let's just get right into those real quick. Taglines, uh, meh. like there wasn't one where I was like, yes. No, they all are just kind of bleh. like, I mean, it's not anything special. Nobody, you know, it's nothing, nothing crazy. You know, sometimes we get some good ones, sometimes we don't. So, you know, it's okay. The, the, the show is great, so I'm not even going to focus on the fucking taglines, you know. So we'll leave that be. We'll leave that uh, I wrote down here that, um, I mean, okay, listen, Juan is sexy as fuck, you guys. Like, Juan is definitely, he is in the top for sexiest house husbands, 100%. Um, he is not a man of many words, but that is fine. He doesn't have to be. He's, you know. He's gorgeous, and, and I'm so, 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 so happy for um, Robin and him that they, you know, they got um, engaged last season, or, you know, re-engaged because they had been married before, <laughs> they've been, you know, so, um, but happy that they are back together again. Um, we then see, we then see Ashley, who is literally about to fucking pop, y'all. Ugh, I just could not imagine being pregnant back to back like that in a sense. Like, I mean, she barely had any time after they had little baby Dean and then she's pregnant again with number two. Like, woof. It's like, she didn't even have a moment to, to even allow herself to get back to being used to her own body again, you know? Ugh, and then there's gross Mr. Darby. Gross Darby. I, I think we're just going to call him, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call him, guys. I don't know if I really like Gross Mr. Darby very much or Gross Darby. I feel like that's almost just giving him too much. I don't even want to say his name. Just Gross. Seems right. Yeah, Gross is what we're going to go with for now. <laughs> so, and then we have Gross. And I'm just I'm just trying to say, like, goodness. Okay, so Robin and Juan are building their own house right now. Ashley and Gross are still in that same fucking townhome or condo i don't fucking know but now you guys have two small children get the fuck out of that place and get a goddamn house please 
please. I know you guys can afford it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but get out of that. Get out of that small space. Get out of there. It's too much. It is too much. So Ashley and Gross are talking about like, you know, how they haven't had like sex in a while. And, you know, it's, you know, it, she knows that it's like hard, you know, with her being pregnant and yada, yada, yada. And I'm not going to lie. Gross looked so uninterested, which made me very nervous for Ashley. Very nervous because y'all, if you remember last season, okay, that's when he cheated on her was after she had the baby. So triggering to say the fucking least. I don't feel like he's going to, he seemed very unsure. Like she was basically like, are you going to be okay this time? Like, fuck me. Is that really like a goddamn question we have to ask? Are you going to be okay this time? Well, goddamn it. I hope so because I decided to stay with you. You know what I'm saying? You better be fucking good. Like, what the hell? And if you ain't, you better speak the fuck up. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, it's nice of her to, like, check in, but fuck. And so he just seems, like I said, he seemed very uninterested. Uh, and he seemed very unsure about staying faithful, which made me extremely nervous. Extremely nervous. Ugh. So then we check in on Candace. Giselle comes over to see her new place. So she's out of her mom's uh, townhouse. Great, 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 great. Their house looks beautiful. Uh, Chris's kids are there, it looks like, which is great. Um, so it's nice to see, you know, Candace kind of doing a little, you know, Susie homemakery kind of, you know, stepmom, you know. Yeah, so I, I liked it. Um, the uh, The tour of the home, though, I didn't know what to do with the Dorothy room and the fact that she had a cardboard cutout of her mom in her room and said that her mom really likes it. If I had a cardboard cutout of myself in my room, I would be terrified to go to sleep. Terrified. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just how much of perhaps maybe a narcissist that her mom is, that she just wants to fall asleep looking at herself. <laughs> I think that's all that. I think that's all that can be said about that. Truly, 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 truly. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, Giselle and Candace are kind of talking about the whole Jamal of it all, you guys. And yikes. I mean, Giselle's basically saying that COVID has not helped their relationship. Shock and awe because it was already, let's be honest, very strained because they were very long distance and he wasn't really making the effort. Also, we found out at the reunion that it was very possible that he got some other girl pregnant. Oh God. And this man's a pastor, you guys. He's a pastor. I'm not saying that pastors aren't allowed to have sex. I'm just saying, like, what is going on? Do you have no morals whatsoever, my guy? And you are a pastor leading a congregation? I'm not saying that he can't make mistakes. Of course, we all do. We all do. But my God, you cheated on your wife when you were a pastor, and then you have her again in your life as a girlfriend, and you cheat on her again, and then... I mean, it sounds very, very possible that you did get somebody else pregnant like Jaminy Crickets. Like no more, like no morals, I feel like. Or 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 just no respect for women. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one is worse. Both are not good. <laughs> Both are pretty fucking terrible. Oh Lord. So yeah, the whole Jamal of it all. Like, I just I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. So, okay, you guys, we get to Karen, okay? I don't know what's going on with Karen's face, you guys. What happened? She was fucking gorgeous last season. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Her hair, wigs, face, beat to the gods. What happened? I'm sorry, but her confessional look looks fucking weird. And then also when her and Ray were spring cleaning, her face also looked weird. I don't know if it is her makeup. I feel like it is not very well done. Does she have new glam people? Is that what's happening? And they are not doing her justice because something is not right. I, 
I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Karen was fucking, not saying that she's not gorgeous, but somebody was doing her makeup that knows how to fucking do makeup on her. Maybe Karen's doing her own makeup. I don't know. But I was shook to my core. I don't know. Maybe it will get better through the season. Maybe it's just because of, you know, because I'm, you know, of course they were recording this season, you know, during COVID times. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But I was like, God damn, where's Karen? Where's Karen? Where is she? <laughs> oh my goodness. So Wendy sends out those invitations for, uh, for her reveal party, if you will, her boobing reveal, booby reveal. <laughs> I said boobing, her booby reveal. Um, and I loved everybody's fucking reaction. Everybody was just like so shocked and I loved it. I loved it. Every single one was like, oh my gosh. <gasps> oh. oh my gosh. I, I just, uh, I love that. I Editor's amazing. Great job. Because that was, that was, we needed that. That was great. So bravo, bravo. But I mean, Wendy, you know, the second season glow up y'all is fucking real, real. Okay. And we know it, but God damn it. Wendy came through truly though. New boobs. Who dis? Who dis? Who dis with the new boobs? Okay. So I wanted to touch on Robin though. Um, there was like a moment her and Juan are, um, going to get like a bite to eat. Um, it sounds like that was the first time, you know, when they were out some, you know, when they were out to this spot, it sounds like that was the first time that Juan has even been out and actually like sat down somewhere to eat. Um, so like shocking and like, ugh, gosh, like how, you know, kind of like scary. I remember, I remember that too. Like it was just, you know, it was as much as I think, you know, we were all like very probably like excited to finally be able to like eat somewhere and not have to like get it like door dashed or make our own shit and just sit down and enjoy a fucking meal out. It was like terrifying, you know, so to have that and be on camera, you know, it was just like a lot, but, um, you know, I just, I felt really sad. I felt really sad for Karen or not Karen. I'm sorry for Robin, uh, because Juan had basically mentioned that, you know, because she's, I guess, she, had she just been getting the boys like Chick Fil A for for like breakfast and shit, just you know ordering that, and he's like, I want them to eat healthy, and he's like, you got to get up like earlier, like you can't just like sleep until like ten and your day started too, like that just can't, that just like can't happen, and you know I think that you know the pandy affected people in different ways, and I think it just it really affected her you know, clearly a lot. I think, you know, of course it affected us all a lot, but I think just not being able to like get out, do things, I think it put it, her like in a state of, you know, depression for sure. And it just may not have been something that she's really ever had to like, maybe like deal with in that kind of like capacity, you know what I mean? Of kind of just being down, but not really having, you know, not being able to have like a tangible reason for being down, even though, you know, it's like, it's the pandy. There's not a whole lot we can there wasn't anything that we could do about that, but you know, it affected us all men mentally wise. I think it affected us all a lot. And so I just like, I, I don't know. I felt really bad for her. I thought it was good though, that they were communicating about it. Um, you know, and him just saying like, listen, like you gotta, like, you gotta get up. Like, you know, I would love for us to have like another kid, like, and we can't, you can't be like that and us have another child, you know? And so I just, I love Juan and Robin a lot. I'm rooting for them as well. So, so, so much. And so I thought it was good though, that they were, you know, talking it out. So I was like, just thank goodness. Thank goodness. So, you know, my heart just hurt for her. You know, it's, you know, I think that we are going to be touching on a little bit of her, you know, probably like, you know, depression that she's, you know, very possibly like going through, you know, just talking about that. So I think that's going to be more of her kind of like storyline. And I think that it's, you know, I give her a round of applause for being willing to, um, you know, for that to be a discussion on camera and to be talking about it. And, you know, so we'll just see where that goes, but, you know, love her. So, um, Candace said as a step-parent though, Jiminy Christmas, when she was trying to help those kids with math, you guys, like, Jesus Christ, I'm no fucking better at math. I would have been the exact same way. Thank God for Mateo. Thank God for him to help his sister with some homework because Candace wasn't going to be able to do shit. <laughs> and 
I'm 100% Candace when it comes to math. I don't know what the fuck I am doing sometimes. And, you know, we're just trying to help. We're just trying to help. We really are. But we're like, what's going on? What are we doing here? <laughs> but, you know, in their in the Candace's confessional, which Chris was with her, um, they're talking about maybe having, you know, other kids. And he's like, are we? And she's like, maybe. He's like, oh, okay. So I don't know if they actually really ever like that, like had that discussion for real or if that's always been like a no. But then Candace said, I don't trust penises. Well, what are you saying? Because I think that they still use condoms. So I'm like, what do you mean you don't trust penises? Like, I need, I need more information on that. I need a lot more information on what the fuck that was supposed to mean exactly. Um, but... Gosh, you guys, I'm just so excited to have these ladies back. I'm so excited to have them back. I love them so much. I love them. Oh, my goodness. So we finally get to the party. Now, I don't think any of these ladies know what the fucking nude is. I mean, Giselle is in a straight up brown. Is in a straight brown. That's not a nude. A brown a leather, I don't fucking know, jumpsuit situation. Ashley was wearing a goddamn white dress with uh, silver rain boots. I mean, thank God Robin didn't have a nude on. So bravo to her. Uh, Karen also did have a nude on. So I, I guess I'm really just talking shit about Ashley and Giselle. That's it. That's all. <laughs> because, oh, but then there was that Mia girl also because she was also kind of wearing like a white and cream, but then had on like a nude vest. So, I mean, I guess it worked, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I loved seeing the Green Eyed Bandits together. Uh, they cracked me up when they were going around that table. And, you know, Giselle was just shimmying along the table, just reading off the name tags. And she's like, who's me? Is that your friend? It ain't my friend. Who's fucking friend is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, I love them. I love them together. Um, and then we have Karen and Mia, the new Potomac housewife, because we lost Monique, you guys. Also, RIP to T'Challa, in case you know you haven't heard, but but T'Challa is no longer with us, uh, and neither is Monique, so RIP to both. Um, well, sorry, you know, Monique is no longer with us in the show, T'Challa is literally no longer with us, he has passed, so <laughs> just wanted to be clear. <laughs> But anyways, so Karen and Mia are in the car um, on the way to Wendy's house that is literally in Timbuk fucking two, y'all. Is literally is uh, is out there. Fucking out there. Like yikes. He said it's peaceful. You don't have to you can find peace closer to town. I'm telling you right now, I don't live there, but I'm just saying I feel like you could still be in a peaceful area and find it peaceful closer to town. So people aren't having to drive fucking three hours to meet y'all. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, Karen says that she met Mia through business acquaintances. Now, y'all, we know exactly what the fuck that means, or at least I knew what that meant. That meant you all met through Bravo. Okay, that's how y'all met. Wasn't no business acquaintances. You met through Bravo. Your employers. <laughs> that's where y'all met. But that just really made me fucking laugh. Um, and then, you know, she's like, "Well, uh, Mia said, you know, it was so nice of." Uh, of Wendy to invite me um, and trying to smooth things over. Like I get it. She just, you know, she is, a, she's an optimistic gal. You know what I mean? She just wants to show everybody the best of each other. You know, she's, she's just optimistic. I don't know. So she just wanted her to feel, she wanted me to feel welcome, even though Wendy may have not been welcome. But the thing is, you guys, you're on a reality show. Okay. So trust me, if anything is filmed where somebody is talking shit, it will be played. Okay. So you may not have told her now, but she will see it eventually. So there's that. <laughs> and Karen's just giving Mia during this whole car ride, just giving Mia just a complete just lowdown of everybody. Just a straight, it was a straight fucking shit talk fest in that fucking car. But honestly, what else are you going to do when you're driving fucking all the way out to Timbuktu and uh, for Wendy's home? I mean, they gave us a map, y'all. And I was like, can we get like a, like a key? You know what I'm saying? Can we get some like distance on there? Can you tell me like, if we're talking like one centimeter, how many miles is that? What are we looking at here? <laughs> I wanted some more information from the map is all. That's all. 
And then oh, this poor sweet little Ashley with her little swollen feet. She had those rain boots on, but God bless her soul. She brought some, she brought some heels and she damn sure tried to put them heels on, but thankfully the girls did not make her feel bad. And we're just like, listen, girl, like you do not need to have to do that. <laughs> you do not have to do that at all. <laughs> like put those shoes down like it is okay you do not have to you do not have to squeeze your little feet into those or should i say swollen feet into those shoes because they were just like it was a strappy shoe that i was just like oh no your feet aren't gonna go in there sweetheart they're not it's sweet of you to try though she just wanted to be cute before she, this baby pops out that's all she wanted to feel cute she's been in been rocking in this pandy pregnant and everything she just wanted to be cute for a little bit that's all <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. Okay. And then you guys, when Mia, again, I'm not great with math. So I like felt, uh, I felt Mia in the sense of trying to figure out how much older her husband is than her. She was struggling, struggling, like uh, to try to figure out like, well, how, well, how much older is he? Cause she kept doing, what was it like, uh, 68 minus 38 or I don't remember. She continued. She continued to not get it right. Continued to not get it right. Thankfully, the other girls were able to help her out. But of course, it was a shit. It was some shady, shady help. But at the end of the day, you know, we got the answer. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that is all that matters. So finally, finally, Wendy reveals her new boobs. Now, I love that she named her boobs happiness. So one is named happy, one is named Ness. Happiness. Or that was just the editors just being clever. Either way, it was great. And I hope that if it was the editors, that Wendy took that on and was like, I will call them happy and Ness. Happiness. Uh, great. Great, 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 great. But Wendy looks great. And now listen, she just said, and then I tweaked a, a couple other things. You tweaked a couple other things. Listen, if you can show off your boobs, then you can tell us what else you fucking tweaked. I found that very fucking weird and slightly just like aggravating. Like, I hate that shit. Like, stop trying. Like, listen, I understand you're like, you're doing it for you. I get that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But if you're going to show us one thing, then tell us everything. It'd be one thing if you didn't say anything and then people start to notice stuff and you maybe just don't want to talk about it. You want to pull a Kylie Jenner and just be like, I didn't do anything. Nothing at all. It's like, but you did, but you did. You know, we got a photo of her butt, you know, from the editors from last season to this season and things are different. You guys, that, that butt was flat, 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 flat. And something has changed. Something has changed. Also with her face as well. Something is different. I don't know what it is. Her hairline's even different, you guys. Like something is like I and like like Karen said, like, listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We just want to know who your doctor is. So we can go get the same shit done. That's all. <laughs> I just feel like there's no like there is no shame in it. I was I was fucking elated when Mia when Wendy tried to be shady and be like, well, what work have you done? And she's like, I've had Botox. I've had fillers. I've had my boobs done four times. I've had lipo. I've had a tummy tuck. Um, I've even had my clip work done. I was like, fucking breath of fresh. Thank you, Mia. Thank you for just laying it all out there. Like, what is the problem? Like, who cares? Like, I don't care about, I of course want to know like what you've had done because I'm just a nosy bitch like that. But I'm not wanting to know to be negative about it. I just want to know. I think at the end of the day, whatever you want to do that's going to make you feel better, do that then. Of course. Of course, if I had the money to do a few, to, to do a few tweaks, as Wendy would say, I would fucking do it. Because at, at the end of the day, it's what makes you happy. Okay. I don't think you, you know, want to go overboard because some folks out in these streets have gone fucking overboard. But, you know, I, but it's okay to just do whatever you want to do. It's, at the end of the day, it's for your happiness. You know, we have the availability to do it. Do it then. I don't know. So I just really loved Mia for just like being open and honest about that. And I wish that Wendy would have just, you know, instead of like being shady towards her, would have just kind of like been like, okay, well then this is what I've had done then. You know, just kind of just like met her there instead of just being weird about it and just like being secretive about what she's had done. 
what is the big deal? Truly. I wrote here, you guys, I want some of that coconut curry crab soup stat. That sounded fucking amazing. A coconut curry crab soup. Sign me the fuck up. Watching those women just gobble that shit up. I was like, give me some. Give me some. Where do I get it? How do I find it? How do I make it? I don't know. Something to look into. Something to look into. (laughs) So during the dinner, they get into like why Candace isn't there. And, you know, Robin had said that she felt like maybe it was because Candace and Karen are not on a good terms. And so Candace didn't feel like wanting to go. But we know from, you know, from what we saw with Candace, like something happened. Like she was having like food poisoning. She just kept saying it keeps coming out. Like, listen, we've all been there, okay? Like, we've all had some had some terrible times of food poisoning. So I think she did actually have food poisoning. But also, I understand why Robin would say that also, because, you know, things probably aren't great with them. So maybe she did feel a little awkward and just didn't want to put herself in that predicament, in that situation. Who can say? But, you know, they were, you know, basically like saying, you know, like, well, hopefully, you know, we'll all be able to like get to a good place. And Giselle was like, well, some of us aren't. They're like, well, who? Well, me and Karen. <laughs> and that just set both of them the fuck off. Because then Giselle's, Giselle says, you know, she's just going to come out with her, just come out with all of Karen's truths, her cheating truths, her, um, her, her financial truths, <laughs> just all the dirt that she has on her. She's just like, I'm just going to let it out slowly. I'm not going to say it all tonight, but I'm going to let it out just slowly. Just let you know. And then that's when Karen started calling her. <laughs> she said that Giselle has a fire. She has a fiery box on her. Or Giselle's fiery box is on fire. <laughs> I don't know. Like something like that. But she kept calling it a hot box. <laughs> she said you got a hot box. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I will never forget. I don't know if it was last season or the season before. But when Karen said, have you ever gotten nair on your clit and caught it a fire? <laughs> that is all I can think about when she was calling her a hot box is fucking Karen getting fucking nair in her vagina and just it being on fire. <laughs> That's all I can think about. <laughs> so ridiculous. I know. I know. I know. I know. But it's just so funny to me. Um... But yeah, so they are just like getting into it. It's just, it's just a war of words, just a war of words. But I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny though. You know, I just, uh, gosh, I am just, I love these ladies. And this, the season premiere, you guys like, or the, yeah, well, this was the season premiere. It was great for, for the first episode of the season. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I am on board. Let's do this. The season is going to be good. Seeing the preview for the rest of the season Oh, we got some shit going down. I don't know if it's Robin and Giselle that have like a slight, a little argument. Um, Also don't know if it's Wendy and Giselle that are having a slight argument, but pretty sure that it is. Um, At one point we see uh, Mia and Candace throwing lettuce at each other. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. So excited. I just love these ladies. They're so fucking funny. They're so funny. So, you know, I'm excited. I am truly am. Okay. Another thing I just have to say about Potomac was like, okay, sound guys, listen, I know that we're trying to hide the mics because things are supposed to be like authentic and yada, yada, yada. But we put the fucking mic underneath Giselle's fucking leather fit. Okay. Her shit was muddled AF. AF. At that point, it's just like, can we try these outfits on before we move forward just to make sure that we, you know, sound wise are good? I just thought it was strange. She thought it was strange that she sounded like she was under the sea. But anywho. Oh my goodness. But you guys, I loved this episode so, 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 so much. Oh, gosh, I'm just so excited to that it's on. So excited that it's on. So um I know that this uh recap today has been a little long. Um, I'm gonna try to cut it down, you guys, a little bit. I mean, but let me know if you're enjoying the length. Um you know, keep me posted. If you're like, listen, you don't have to recap every little thing. Please let me know. Again, guys, the IG page is give me more reality. 
okay? Follow, message, let me know what the fuck you're thinking, okay? Help me out. I'm trying to help. I want to... I want this to be easy breezy for those that are listening. Okay. So if you're like, listen, like you're talking too much. Okay. Thank you for your feedback. And I will, you know, take that into consideration and we'll go from there. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but seriously though, I'm going to try to cut out some of this stuff. I know, um, you know, when I was just doing just Shaw's, you know, I would definitely just go through, clearly I was just going through the whole episode, but with doing multiple, I think we just kind of need to stick to the, stick to the points here. So, and, and listen, we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. We got a lot with the Girardi case. We got the Shaw case, plus the, the multiple shows that are on right now. So, you know, so just trying to make it as, you know, functional and as easy breezy as I can. So if anybody has any thoughts, please love just message me. Subscribe, like, find the IG page at Give Me More Reality. Thank you again so much to those that are out here listening to my little baby podcast. Truly, it means so much to me. I really enjoy it, you guys. I I have very few people to talk about the shows that I love, or I should say that love Bravo as much as I do. So that's all. So again, just thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy it. Again, please just like, subscribe, follow me on IG. And yeah, that is it, you guys. Thank you so, so, so much. I'm so stoked that Potomac is back. Hey, Potomac is back. Ah, Potomac is back. Ah. All right, that's it. Have a good one. Thanks. This has been Kylie. Give me more reality. Thank you, guys.